Hi, this is Norman, and welcome to Run With Horses. Got a quote of the day for you from the book Shepherding a Child's Heart. Uh, you probably have heard of this one. Uh, this one's about communication. It says, we often think of communication as the ability to express ourselves. Accordingly, we think of ourselves as talking to our children. Instead, you should seek to talk with your children. Communication is not monologue. It is dialogue. I think it's a really good point, not just for children, but for all of our relationships. Communication is the uh, foundational block, building block of relationships. And if we spend most of our time talking to someone and not with them, we don't really get to know them. Uh, we're not relating to them. We may be teaching them. We may be encouraging them. We may do, be doing lots of good things, but uh, we're not really building a relationship. Uh, we're not really communicating if we don't have uh, listening as part of that. So that, that's what we're really talking about here. It's a dialogue. It, it goes both ways. Um, most of us are not as good at listening as we are at uh, talking. So uh, just as an encouragement to you and a challenge to me as well, uh, let's work on being better listeners and really communicating uh, effectively, which means, um, yes, speak when it's time to speak, but then when it's time to listen, to listen. I have a little section on in the news today, and particularly uh, looking at Japan. There's some interesting things that happen in Japan. It's just a different culture. And if you're not familiar with Japan, we have a public television station. It's called NHK, and they are funded by the public. But what's interesting is they're not really funded by uh, through tax dollars or something like that, like you might think of a public station in most places, uh, they're different than NPR. They don't fundraise in the same way. It's kind of a, uh, I've seen it <laughs> described as quasi-obligated. They they send you a bill and they expect you to pay, and they come after you pretty hard. It's actually legally you're required to pay if you have, and this is the key, if you have a device or if you have a TV that will allow you to see the station, even if it's not hooked up, just the fact that you possess that TV means you have to pay for the service. Uh, and so people have tried all kind of crazy things to get around that. People have taken their TV and they've disabled um, the ability for it to reach that station. I don't know how they've done that, but they've, people have sold devices. There's a whole cottage industry built around trying to get out of paying this fee and get out of being able to see the station is what it is. It's Can you imagine having a product that is so bad that people are doing everything they can to get out of being able to access it in any way? So what I saw in the, the news yesterday, uh, there's a small chain of stores here that has put out, uh, they've produced a, t a TV, they're calling it a TV, but it's a TV 
that looks like a TV. It has a remote. You can hook up a VCR to it, all those things. But you can't actually watch any television stations on it. And its sole purpose is to be a device that cannot get this station so that if you want a TV, you want to be able to watch movies, you want to be able to hook up your, your VCR, but you don't actually want this station or other land stations. You don't want to have to pay those fees. Uh, this TV cannot get those, and it can't be modified to get those. So um, they sold out. They were surprised how quickly they sold out of their first run. So now they're trying to get a second run of these TVs. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning, and the, uh, the quality of their product to be so bad that people ha- are, are inventing devices that cannot get your product just because it's so bad. And that product is super popular. And there are like stickers you can put on your door, kind of like um, salesmen. You don't want salesmen to come to the door. You can put on a sticker, say, no soliciting, no salesman. Uh, they have a sticker you can put on the door here that says, um, we're a part of the anti-NHK party. And they're trying to get those um, people not to come to your door to collect those fees. So as a Christian, I, I was thinking about the product that we have. You know, we don't have a product we sell like that, but we represent something. And is it attractive? Or often I feel like we have the, the reputation of kind of like NHK. People see the NHK salesman coming to the door, and they panic, and they run, and they hide, and they, they don't go to the door. So in Japan, you know, people... They don't want to go to the door for salesmen, and they don't want to go to the door because it could be that NHK guy coming. So are we that way when people see us coming? Um, are we someone that just at all costs, you just have to avoid that conversation, get out of it, do everything you can to avoid having any contact with that in your life? Uh, that's not the way that we should be uh, representing Christ. So it, it was a very interesting story, just really crazy that the the extent that people will go. One person welded this device to his TV that, disabil- that disabled uh, the ability to get this um, NHK station. So they're going to extremes to avoid the product. Um, well, I want to represent Christ in a way that it's attractive, that people want to know more, that they're interested, not in a way that's repellent. And that's obviously the way this is. Um, interesting things, interesting times. The world is a crazy place. Okay, it's time for Chloe's Corner again, and Chloe has another song for us. What's the song for today, Chloe? This one is called Love Them Like You Do. I wrote it last year. Last year, Love Them Like You Do. So what's it about? Loving other people like God does, because sometimes that's really, really hard. That's true. It really is. Okay, let's hear it. Some people just make me groan. I wish they'd leave me alone Our personalities don't mix I've tried but it's not something I can fix So God I'm on my knees again Cause I know how much you 
That's a great challenge for all of us. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Well, I've been trying to do a section that I'm just thinking of as living theology. I really haven't titled the the segments very well yet, but... um, Thinking about living theology, and I've gone through a little bit about God, a little bit about the Holy Spirit, how he unites us to the body of Christ. And so today I'm thinking about Jesus. And I know that the first thing that comes to mind when we think about Jesus is Jesus as the Savior. But quite often uh, in church context, or as you read the Bible, you see Jesus as Savior and Lord. And I think that second part, Jesus as Lord is something that we both don't understand, don't think about, and certainly struggle to live consistently. So what does it actually mean that Jesus is Lord? How are we supposed to live that out? What does it mean that the Bible says Jesus is Lord? Well, Lord in uh, Bible times was a a sign of authority, control, power, uh, a master, a ruler. Uh, In the New Testament times, they would call someone who was an authority figure, Lord, as a sign of respect. So uh, there was not a lot of negative connotations to it. It did represent their authority and control, but it was um, respectful. So the disciples used uh, Lord referring to Jesus as he's my Lord and my God. They're recognizing the authority of Jesus, the God-given authority of Jesus, or the fact that he is God, that he has control. So when they used it, they were using it as a sign of commitment to obey and to follow him, of submission to his authority. And I think that's 
the part that we have to understand when the Bible says uh, Jesus is Savior and Lord. Uh, yes, he died on the cross, and that takes care of your, your sin debt. But it's not just, hey, free pass into heaven. I can I live however I want now. The intention is that we have uh, changed our relationship with God, that we understand the love that he has for us, and we willingly choose then to follow him. Uh, I'm reading a book called uh, With by Sky Jathani. I highly recommend it. And he talks about this idea that uh, if we don't really desire God, we don't really understand who he is and what he's done and what salvation is. Salvation is not primarily a get into heaven pass. Uh, salvation is removing the barriers that keep us from God. Uh, we should desire him. We should understand that that's what's best for us. We should want to be with him. We should want to follow him. So even as the disciples, it was a voluntary um, proclamation Jesus is Lord and God. Uh, for us, it's, it's also a, a voluntary submission to the authority of, of God, the authority of Jesus in my life. So, yes, he is Savior, and I can't ever forget that. That's the foundation for that next step, Jesus as Lord. So when I look at my life, uh, he purchased me on the cross. So my life has meaning and, pur and purpose because of him. So I want to call him Lord and mean it as the disciples did. Uh, Lord, you are God. You have uh, e you have the path to eternal life. Where else would I go? Uh, what else would I do other than follow you? And I think that's something that's missing in many of our lives as, as Christians. We, we want all the blessings that salvation offers, but we don't want any authority in our life. Uh, we want to be our own authority. We want to make our own decisions. And we don't really want to consult anybody, whether it's another a believer or another person, or particularly not God, because we're afraid that, I, I think in the back of our mind, we're a little bit afraid that God really doesn't have what's our best interest at heart. Uh, he's He wants us to be uh, submissive, but not necessarily happy. So we're a little afraid to seek his authority in our life. But... Um, I think it's important for us as we understand who Jesus is that he he does uh, he has earned that right to be Lord. Uh, he he has uh, deserving of that title, uh, and we should uh, we should desire that he has it if we understand who God is and and he is good he is just he is right and he's working towards something bigger and better uh, even than than we can understand. I think as we under under. Uh, understand that truth, that it is beyond us. We don't always clearly understand what God's doing, but we, we know Him. We know His character. Uh, we know that His desires for us are good. They're not just good, they're best. And I think if we really hold on to that truth, it's easier to say, God, and I submit to your leadership in my life. Uh, Jesus, I, I submit to you as Lord, even as I submitted to you as Savior. You've been listening to Run With Horses. If you enjoyed it, uh, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast.